0: Friends, lend me your ears. Let us remember the days of old. This land used to be riddled with spellcasters. They had spread through the kingdom like a plague. But all that ended when Queen Mavanwi raised her sword. She cut down the evil mages and drove magic from the kingdom. It's only due to her that we live in peace today. Now, the Prince Regent, he upholds the laws, certainly but he's not strong in the way Queen Mavanri was. There's talk that magic is slowly seeping back into Carlad. If we're to survive the re-emergence of witchcraft and devil worship, then we need a leader with a backbone. But fear not, friends! In just a few months, Princess Jennifer will come of age and take the throne. We've all heard the rumours. She takes after her grandmother. She will be the one to bring back the safety Mavanwi brought us. She will be our savior! Our story starts in the kingdom of Kalad in 1671. Underneath a small abode in the capital Kyagrin is a basement filled with various cobbled together contraptions. Metalworking tools lie in neat rows on surfaces. Everything An elderly tautle hunches over a workbench, tinkering on something. Her eyes are milky white and her head is nearly fully contracted back into her shell. A young tabaxi perches on a stool in the corner. Jasper, would you like to describe what you look like?
1: Uh, Absolutely. So Jasper looks um, is wearing workshop uh, gear at the moment uh, with an apron, uh, a belt, with uh, a number of tools... Around their hips, they are wearing harem pants, which have multicolored flannel patches uh, from where it's been ripped in the past. They're wearing very large boots, and their fur is a dark purple color, with goggles on their forehead.
0: The turtle puts down what she's doing and reaches for something on the workbench. Her hand finds an empty place of the work surface and she pats it around a bit, looking for something. She then slowly stretches her neck out. Jasper, did you move the caliper?
2: Oh, uh, well, if I did, I don't remember, you know. Uh, There's so much around this, you know. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to reach for all sorts of tools and sometimes I put them in the wrong place and uh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, it was probably me.
0: You know I can't find anything if it's not where it's supposed to be. Yeah, I
2: I know, I, look, I'll look. i have a look for it, okay? And
1: Jasper starts rummaging around.
0: I'd appreciate it if you'd find it sooner rather than later. I need it to finish this. She stops talking in the middle of a sentence. There's silence for a few moments. Then she speaks again. Oh, this one's blind. Uh, uh, hey, uh, Khan got... No, no, no. Jasper. Jasper.
2: Uh, yeah?
0: I need you to go get some scrap metal from the blacksmith.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah, no problem. Um, I'll just, um,
1: I'll get changed. And Jasper runs up to um, put on a cloak uh, that will cover his face and as well as a bandana that will cover his mouth.
0: couple of streets away, a young half-elf enters a graveyard and begins to hear a faint whispering coming from each grave. The name this person gave to this phenomenon is The Whispers of Bone. Meredith. You've been able to hear this since you were very young. The murmurs of people long dead. They repeat things that they said when they were alive. Most of it is fairly mundane stuff. For example, right now, you can hear... Someone reciting a recipe for Welsh cakes, a faint humming, and someone bartering over the price of lamb. (laughs) The graveyard is attached to a temple, an octagonal-shaped building with a domed roof. The temple is made from greystone and has a few tall and thin windows. The graveyard itself is awash with red spider lilies. They grow around the graves in clusters, just like at your home temple. There's only one other person in the graveyard at the moment, a half-orc kneeling in front of a gravestone a distance away from you. Would you like
3: to describe your appearance? Yes, of course. So, Meredith is a very, very tall individual. Uh, They have short, black, wavy hair, and they're wearing a chainmail, but on top of that they've got a poncho, which is in the colours of their god, Freya. We've got white, red, black and gold. They've got some loose fitted trousers, some boots and some warm woolly socks. Oh, and they're holding a staff. Don't forget the staff. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you walk inside the temple and you see that the interior is an arcade, a series of arches supported by pillars. The pillars are marble but the arches are grey stone just like the exterior of the building. In the centre of the temple is an octagonal stone pavilion. You know that this would be where the priest preaches from. It's early afternoon at the moment so there aren't many people in the temple. There's a few worshippers around who are all kneeling or sitting on cushions in quiet meditation. Just like your home temple there are murals covering the walls. You're drawn to one in particular. It's Freya shepherding the dead to their new lives. A dark-skinned woman looks down upon the dozens of silvery figures all marching in the same direction. Red spider lilies grow beneath her feet and the feet of all the figures she watches over. She's smiling down at them and her eyes are kind and warm.
3: Uh, can Meredith put their hand on the mural, Or at least, like, kind of put their hand up, but not exactly touch the wall, but in... In more like a, wow, they've got it here too.
0: (laughs) Yeah, sure. Yeah. You're approached by someone uh, fairly quickly. Oops. (laughs) He's he's a dwarf. He has tan skin. He's got blonde, well-groomed hair and beard. He's wearing white robes with red and gold embroidery. And you know that this marks him as the high priest. How can I help you, my child?
3: Um, I'm, I'm Meredith. I'm looking for my dog. Have, have you seen it?
0: I'm afraid we don't get many dogs in here.
3: Oh. Onions.
0: I can ask around if you want. Yes, please. Oh. My name is Melmere
3: Whitmore. I'm the head priest here at the temple. Mer- Meredith kind of like uh, takes the hand and kind of wants to shake it. Or...
0: He he chuckles a little at your awkwardness and takes your hand and gives it a firm, firm
3: shake. <laughs> Where are you from, Meredith? Clanarian. That's that's a fair distance. I'm from a small temple. We're
0: an acolyte, I see. Yes. Well, it's a pleasure to have you here. Thank you. We can offer you food and shelter as long as you're staying in Kyaibrin. Meredith nods. A dog, you say? You you came all the way from Clanarian to find your dog? Yes. That's unusual.
3: It's a very important dog to me. I can see that. Very, very important.
1: It's a very long game of (laughs) fetch, really.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'll ask around. I'll ask around for you. Hopefully we can find it. Thank you. And welcome to Hear There Be. This is a Dungeons & Dragons podcast, but don't worry if you've never played before, you don't need to know the rules to follow this story. Think of it like this, D&D is just the tool that we're using to tell this story, to weave this narrative, as you might say. We're going to be playing it kind of light on the rules, like we might ignore rules where it suits us or the story. Uh, Character and role playing comes first. D&D later. We're also not going to explain any rules as they come up so that we don't lose the narrative flow. You're going to, don't worry, you're still going to have a pretty good idea of what's going on. Now, before, the, before we get back to the story, we're going to do a round of introductions.
1: Hello, uh, my name's Jack Docking. I will be playing the character Jasper, the one with the accent that will change multiple times throughout this series.
3: <laughs> yeah, and I'm Eva, Eva Latkowska, and yeah, I'm playing Meredith. A very tall half elf,
1: With a staff. <laughs> very, With important. staff. very important don't,
0: that there's a staff. Don't <laughs> the, forget the dog st- is also very important. Oh, yeah. yeah,
3: <laughs> Hugely important. Yeah. Life and death situation.
0: And I am Ren Halen Triner, your DM. Woo! They, them pronouns, please, and thank you. I want to take this opportunity to talk about another D&D podcast, the Frostwalkers podcast is a year-old D&D 5e actual play run by a group of young adults who are passionate about telling their story. Set in the arctic town of Timshull, the party is a group of misfits who, despite their many differences, become a family together and save the town from countless monsters and other insanity. There's a party hat wraith, an ice prince, and of course, tons of ice cream to be had. You can find the Frostwalkers anywhere you can listen to podcasts, like Spotify and iTunes. Since they're entering their final arc, now is an awesome time to catch up, so go check them out. And now, without further ado, let's get back to the story. Meredith settles into the temple, our other hero approaches. Jasper, you usually take a shortcut through the temple of Freya Graveyard when heading to the blacksmiths. It's quicker and there's less people around. As you reach the gate to the graveyard, however, both you and Meredith within the temple hear a startled yelp.
1: Jasper cautiously continues into the graveyard.
3: Meredith, what are you doing? I look around and see if anyone else noticed. Doesn't seem like
0: they did. Melmere has moved away from you by this point and everyone else is still deep in meditation.
3: I walk to the the nearest door to go out.
0: Upon exiting the temple, it uh, initially looks like no one's in the graveyard anymore. However, after a moment, you, you first notice the figure standing at the gate. Uh, Jasper, what what exactly do you look like right now?
1: Uh, So Jasper is basically covered head to toe. Um, He is wearing a cloak at the moment with a bandana over his mouth. Uh, The goggles are on, um, gloves on, basically completely covered. uh, So you can't really determine um, who he is.
0: It's also worth noting that you can't tell that he's a tabaxi right now. His tail has been tucked away, and because he's wearing harem pants and uh, weird boots, you cannot tell what the the shape of his legs look like. The second thing you notice after seeing that alarming figure is a pair of legs poking out from behind a gravestone in the general vicinity of where that half-orc was earlier. So...
3: Mer- Meredith looks at the figure at the gate, and then to the legs, and then back at the figure, I and mean back at the legs, and <laughs> back at the figure, and sl- kind of slowly turns towards the legs, but still facing the figure, and gives it, it gives the figure like a small wave.
1: The uh, the figure waves back, <laughs> and uh, cautiously. Walks towards the uh the legs that are poking up
3: you
0: have not noticed them yet,
1: have I not? Ah no, then... you have
0: a low passive perception, ah,
1: then in that case, I just wave. I stand there and wave,
3: yeah, Mer- Meredith approaches the legs, okay,
0: it is indeed that half walk you saw before,
3: oh, onions,
0: he seems to be either unconscious or dead. You can't tell from this distance. He's in his late 20s, maybe. Green skin, like most half Unkempt hair, bit of stubble.
3: Quickly check pulse.
0: Make a medicine check. All right. That was, that's a 19. What's your bonus? Five. You, okay. 24. (laughs) Yas. This is pretty good, okay. All right, with that, you can tell he is alive, he is conscious, but he's fading fast. You can see he has some burns on his face. It's not your usual sort of burn-looking burn. It's almost in like, it's almost, it's almost shaped like you would, like frost would, like tendrils of frost. As you watch a couple of electric arcs quickly zip across
3: his skin. Meredith starts looking like behind them to see if there's anyone else nearby or if they are like alone with this figure. Jasper, what are you doing?
1: Uh Jasper's sort of started walking up to Meredith.
2: Uh hey. It was it you that was screaming or
0: no. At this point you can see the unconscious body too.
2: Oh. Oh, that that makes much more sense.
3: <laughs> we we have to help.
2: Uh do, do you want me to go get someone?
3: Yes, please.
1: Yeah, I'll, I'll be right back. And um Jasper okay. runs into the uh the temple.
3: I'm going to quickly use a cantrip. Right. What are
0: you casting?
3: Spare the dying. Uh Meredith puts their hand on the half harp- Ork's cheek you see a a glow with like it looks like there's a light shining through with some glittery dust
0: like dust hanging in the air in a in a beam of sunlight. yes with that an almost imperceivable sigh escapes his lips. <sighs> And you can tell that he has been stabilized, he is no longer in danger of dying. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> okay, Jasper, inside the temple. You have run inside the temple, you um burst the doors open, alarming some of the worshippers inside. What do you do?
2: Uh is is anyone here a doctor?
0: You see uh you see a dwarf in vestiges coming quickly towards you. You're right.
2: Uh yeah, we, we got a bit of a situation out in the uh, graveyard there. Uh there's uh this uh half orc on the floor. Just just I, I don't I heard a scream and then the half orc was there and I, I I just need some help.
3: Lead the way, lead the way.
2: Uh, yeah,
1: yeah. Uh Jasper leads oh, right. Yeah, the leads sentence. the way. Sorry. <laughs> Do I
3: have- Time to explore the light. maybe. hang on. The what? The light. Is it like what? Like, can I? Ex- what, I don't the know. Burns? Yeah, can I explore it or like see if there's anything around? Um, we're gonna get to you in a second to find the cause or whatever. We're gonna okay.
0: Meredith, as you're kneeling there over this over this man, you see something out of the corner of your eye—a light just. Just zip behind a grave.
3: So is the, the guy's stable now? Yeah, he's stable. He's okay. fine. He's going to be okay. So uh, Meredith slowly stands up to follow the light.
0: You head over towards the grave. You saw it disappear behind, but you find nothing behind it. Oh. You, you suddenly see it again, but a bit further off and to your left. It sort of bobs and hovers in midair for a bit. And then suddenly zips across the graveyard and just blinks out of existence. Ooh. At this point, Jasper and Melmere have exited the temple.
3: Uh, I hurry back to the bot.
0: <laughs> Melmere hurries over towards you and gets down on his knees beside the half This, This is sort of Sir Gethin Green. He's a knight. Oh. He he, he... he needs help. Yes, yes. Yes, he needs help. We'll, we'll, let, we'll, we'll bring him inside, bring him inside. Uh, okay. Y- yeah, no um, worries. Between the three of you, you manage to carry Gethin inside, and you lay him down on the floor of the temple. Melmere quickly gets to work, uh... He sends another acolyte off to the temple of Pelor, which has a hospital wing to fetch a nurse. What do you do in the time being? I'm
3: putting my hand on his forehead to check temperature and act like I'm helping out.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
0: Jasper, anything you're doing?
1: Jasper is just going to look around the temple. Um, So, uh,
2: what's your name?
3: Meredith.
2: Oh, uh, nice to meet you, Meredith. Uh,
3: and you are?
2: Oh, I, I'm I'm Jasper. Um,
3: Meredith nods.
2: So, um, did you see what happened, or? No. Okay. Do you uh, do you know who could have done this, or?
3: Meredith uh shakes her head. Okay. He he's okay.
2: Yeah, you know, I I'm just. I'm in, I'm in a bit of a hurry. Uh so I I don't want to stick around here too long, you know.
3: Where are you off to? Oh, can you help me?
2: Uh yeah, sure, sure.
3: Yes, yes. I'm um, I'm looking for a dog. Have you seen it?
2: No, but I love dogs.
3: Great. This is fantastic. Um would you would you like to help me?
2: Yeah, yeah, of course. I got, I got the affinity with animals, you know, I, I I, can, I can help you out. Um, yeah, what, what type of dog is it?
3: Okay, so once we're done, it's a deer hound.
2: Deer hound. Oh, they're big dogs. Yes. Okay, uh, yeah. Have
3: you seen it?
2: Uh, no, I, I would have seen one around the, uh, the city, but, um, yeah, I haven't seen one but I, i'll definitely help you look.
3: Yeah. Great. Well, um let's stay for this and uh Meredith points at the body.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Jasper's um uh, slightly disappointed that he can't go uh looking for dogs at the moment.
3: And then we can go look for my dog.
2: Okay, good. Good. Yeah. I'll uh, I'll stay put for now then.
3: Thank you, sir.
0: After a short while, a nurse uh, arrives at the temple. He's a gnome, and he's wearing white robes with a high collar, the mark of a nurse. He starts tending to Gethin. And not too long afterwards,
3: Gethin wakes up.
0: <gasps> did any of you see who did that?
3: Meredith just shakes their head.
0: Did, did you did you see? There were, there were lights? There were lights? lights? That was magic, and a quiet hush falls over the temple as he says that. That that was magic. I, there were there were, there were lights. Melmere hurries over, Sir Gethin, Uh, these these two found these two found you. They could. Did you, Meredith, did you see anything? No. Are you sure? Are you sure?
2: I I I didn't see anything. No. No.
0: N- n- nothing at all. There were, there were lights there, oh,
3: floating. They, 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 they hurt. They hurt. Meredith puts their hand on his forehead. You're right, sir. No, no, I'm not all right. Okay.
0: These two, these two saved you, sir Gethin. They helped. They helped you. They brought you inside. They found. They called for some someone for help. All oh, right. Well thank you for that oh, what's your, what what your names
3: Meredith
2: um jasper
3: Meredith Meredith Jasper thank you uh,
2: that's that's no worries honestly we uh, we we wouldn't have left anyone to uh, you know right away outside
0: <laughs> yeah yeah, and he gets a very thoughtful look on his face.
2: Okay, so, uh, now that you're awake, uh, can we look for that dog now? And Jasper looks at Meredith excitedly.
3: We're looking for a dog. Have you seen it? Uh, Er, no, no. uh, I haven't seen a dog. Um, I'll...
0: If I see one, I'll let you know.
3: Thank you.
2: Oh, fantastic. Brilliant. Now... Let's uh, let's have a search. Uh, where where did you last see it?
3: In the graveyard.
2: Oh, okay. Ooh, you weren't attacked by a dog, were you?
3: No, no, my dog, my dog, my 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 dog. Meredith just like kind of like fades away.
2: (laughs) Are Are they okay or?
3: Mer- You're right, Meredith. I'm lo- looking for my dog. Have you seen it?
0: Wait. Oh, you already said I hadn't seen it. No.
3: Meredith looks really like sad. Oh, uh, I'm. I'm. Oh, I'm sure it'll turn up s- at some point. It's very important. Very, 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 very important.
2: No, that that's fine. Um. Listen, if if we've got no other business to deal with here, we could, you know, go have a look for it. I'm I'm happy to help.
3: Uh, uh, I look expectantly at both Jasper and the knight.
0: Well, I just, oh, I'm not feeling too good right now, but uh, I or I could I could help out. He can He gets a little. He small, a small smile comes across his face and he sort of l- looks up into the side for a second, thinking You know what? Well, I think I know someone who could help you out.
3: Mer- Mer just, like st- steps a bit closer but then realises that's a bit awkward so steps back again.
0: <laughs> if you help me get home I can introduce you to someone who I, th- well, I think you, you'll be good friends with. Yes, please.
2: Uh, Oh, okay. Yeah, sure.
0: He starts getting to his feet, much to Melmere and the nurses' uh, protests. He looks awful, by the way. He's still got those burns across his face. He looks exhausted. He's a real mess. And as he gets up, he kind of staggers to one side and falls on Meredith.
3: Meredith holds him up. Thank you, thank you. He
0: starts uh, staggering towards the exit to the temple with your help. Gethin leads you out of the temple and into the city streets. After a couple... After a few minutes, it becomes fairly clear where he's leading you. The castle walls tower over you. The castle is guarded at the main gates by two knights at all times. The knights easily let you in, with just a friendly greeting towards Gethin. Just beyond the castle walls are nearly two dozen timber-frame houses. You pass through these houses, and you come up to a stone wall with a gate in it. After passing through the gate, you can now see the castle properly. Neither of you have seen it before, and it towers over you. It's nearly completely circular, and sits upon a high motte, a man-made mound. There's a steep staircase that leads up to the simple gateway of the keep. As you climb these steps, Gethin turns to you, Jasper. Uh, oh, Jasper, should have mentioned this earlier, but they're not they're not going to let you in if you keep your face covered.
2: Oh, right. Yeah. Um could you just give me 1 minute? I I've just got to
1: uh, adjust some things, you know. I'm just going
0: to
1: and uh, uh Jasper is going to have a look for like an alleyway. He can discreetly
0: You are standing you are standing on the the, the steps leading up to the castle. Uh... you're in plain view <laughs> of like everyone in the outer bailey as well as the guards at the top of the no. staircase. <laughs> yeah it's yeah oh, I,
1: I should have thought <laughs> this through. Okay. That was dumb. Um <laughs>
0: What are you doing, Jack?
1: Oh, God, this is a bad idea. Um, Okay, Jasper is going to um, walk backwards and trip up over himself and fall down the stairs. And as that's happening, (laughs) he's going to cast Disguise Self. (laughs) Oh! <laughs> just, just, just a, like a massive like ow, <laughs> as he's as he's rolling down the stairs, casting the spell on himself.
0: Oh, what would yeah. this be? Okay, I I think I need you to roll. <laughs> of hand. Yeah, go slight of hand, yeah. Go, sleight of hand.
1: Yeah, sleight of hand. What is wrong with me? Okay.
3: <laughs> oh. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. oh
1: oh, that's good that's very good okay hang on i'll just check tell us yes slice of hand so (laughs) yeah that's a 25 that's good
0: (laughs) (laughs) we've had like two rolls so far it's been 24 then 25 this is great yes yeah
1: To be fair, who's watching me for casting spells as I'm falling down a, s- a long flight of stairs? I'm not being funny. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, okay. So you dramatically throw yourself down these stairs and expertly, just with with barely a whisper, with barely a hand motion, you cast disguise self on yourself. And what what do you look like now?
1: Um. So, Jasper dusts himself off and takes off the cloak and you see fluffy black uh curly hair that he rubs um as he pulls off the goggles you see blue piercing eyes and as you take off as he takes off the bandana you see a very pale gaunt looking face of a young 15 year old boy he sheepishly walks up the stairs and goes Sorry
2: about that. Um yeah. That that that's fine. That You
0: took quite a tumble there. Are you sure you're all right? Yeah, I'm I'm fine. I'm fine. I uh
2: I'm I'm okay. I just I I, I need to um I need to sit down. So can we just get going, please? All right then.
0: On we go. You continue up the steps to the castle. Again, the guards at the front let you in. Once entering the castle, Gethin leads you into what must be the Great Hall. It's a large, circular room with a high, impressive timber roof. There's a large fireplace on the left side of the hall. Uh, There are only two people in there at the moment. They're sitting at a table playing cards. Uh, One is a gnome in their late teens with light brown skin, the other... Human, around the same age, with olive skin. Gethin, uh waltzes as best he can, still kind of leaning on Meredith up to them, and and he asks them, Have any of you seen Mary? As he says that he signs something to them, in sign language. The gnome signs something back to him, and then Gethen replies again in sign language. He then turns away from them and says, all right let's let's go let's go sit down <laughs> and he leads you out of the great hall he takes you to a small square room the ceiling is domed and covered in gold honeycomb vaulting there are stained glass windows and three of the walls each one a couple feet above eye level uh, the wall the floor and walls are a grayish blue marble there's a few armchairs and end tables against the walls there's also a rather blank section of wall You can see that there's a small hook in the center of it. It seems like a painting once hung there. All right, all right. Gethin settles himself down into an armchair. All right, Mary will be along in a moment. He's my squire. You're gonna, you're gonna, he's, he's a nice kid, nice kid. A little, your age, Jasper, a little older. Oh. He's a good kid and he needs friends. Which is why I think he'll be, you're, you too. You'll be perfect for him.
2: Oh, right. And he'll be able to help us find Dark? Sure.
3: Sure. Yeah. Mirand is just looking at the two of them, thinking how long this is going to take. <laughs> <laughs> he'll be along in a moment, don't worry. Sir? Mm. What were you doing in the graveyard? Visiting a grave? What most people do in graveyards. Oh, I'm so sorry. Did someone die? Typically people die before they get put in graves, yeah? Yes, but were you visiting someone special? I was. I was, yeah. Very special. May I ask who that was? It was, uh, my fiancé.
0: He died... Three years ago.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: It's the anniversary of his death today. Sorry, don't mean to make things a little bit uh, dour in here. <laughs> it's alright,
3: I'm used to this. Dead people. Right. Mm. I myself work at a graveyard. That one there? in The, in the temple of uh, No. I haven't
0: seen you before.
3: No, in a small town. Oh, really? An Arian. Oh, who are you? I know it, yeah, I know it. At
0: this point, the door to the room opens, and someone that can only be merry enters. He's around 16, 17 years old, maybe. He's got brown skin, freckles, and short brown curly hair. He stands up straight, but his head is bowed. Uh, I guess you called? He looks at the two of you, kind of confused. Oh no, that's me! I play Gethen. <laughs> I play Gethen. I go. Hey, hey!
1: It was, <laughs> <laughs> it was, it was me that called you. Uh, these are <laughs> sorry.
0: <laughs> Mary, Mary, this is this is Meredith. This is Jasper. We're gonna go look for a dog. Mary looks. Confused for a moment, then resigned
3: surprisingly quickly, right, well, off we go then, get oh, th- thank you, sir, Thank you so much, and then Meredith like trying to like shake hands with gethin or Mary Mary.
0: Uh, uh, he awkwardly reaches his hand out and shakes it Th- off. Thank
3: you so much. This this means a lot to me. This is my life. I need to find this dog and it's important. Very, very important. We are in...
2: You know, you know I offered first. Th-
3: thank you, Jasper.
2: <laughs> no, no, it's fine. It's fine. Let's go.
1: Jasper <laughs> walks out the room just a bit annoyed.
0: Gethen Gethan hauls himself to his feet and starts uh, walking after Jasper, and Mary is left to follow him out of the room, going, Gethan, are you? You look awful." You leave the castle, you exit the walls, and as soon as you're on the street, Gethan turns to you, Meredith, and he says, "So where did you say you last saw this dog?
3: At my temple, the one at Lanarium. Yes." Why are we in Caebron? Because it's a big city. But we're miles away from Flanarion. But they've got big temples of Freya here. Does the dog like Freya? Yes. It's a graveyard dog. Which means... What exactly? To help people on their journey when they die. I thought only dead dogs did that. Only what? Dead
0: dogs? That's what you do, right? You you, you bury a dead dog in the graveyard and it sends people off to wherever.
3: Meredith's trying to find words but not quite finding them.
2: Are there dead dogs that take people off?
0: Well, it's just a superstition, really.
3: Meredith's not looking great.
2: (laughs) Meredith, it... it (laughs) Is this dog actually alive?
3: Meredith's like trying to hold back tears.
0: <laughs> Gethin and Mary both look concerned
3: and confused.
2: Oh no,
3: Meredith, are you all right? I just want to find my dog. Can we just carry on?
0: Mary kind of awkwardly pats you on the shoulder.
3: It's just a dear hound. Anyone can spot a deer hound. It's not that difficult.
2: Meredith, we can't exactly find the dog if it's dead, you know?
3: I didn't say it was dead.
0: All right, well, well, why don't we just start asking about a deer hound? We'll take that as a yes. All right, let's go. And Gethin starts marching through the streets. He almost immediately needs to lean on Mary. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Jasper sort of rubs his forehead. Come on, you. Let's uh, let's go this way. And he takes Meredith by the arm, and they start moving to go around asking questions.
0: Meredith follows. I need you both through all
3: investigation checks. Brilliant. 13. 5. Ooh.
0: Okay, so, Jasper, while you have forgotten that it's actually a deerhound, you start asking about a greyhound. <laughs> um, Meredith, meanwhile, you managed to find someone who has seen a dog. <gasps> Here, I saw a dog. I saw a dog yesterday. Big. Big it was, scary. Killed a horse. Was it your dog? Did your dog do
3: that? Should keep it on a lead. You should. Wh- wh- where is it now?
0: The dog. I don't know. I can tell you where the dead horse is, but not the dog. M-
3: Meredith, like nodding. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you
0: all pointed a couple streets over to the stables. Upon arriving there and asking about, and after the stablemaster seeing Gethin and. Immediately, sort of stepping into an awkward half bow, but then stopping himself and saying, uh, uh, "Sir, sir, get in, in here, here." He leads you. He leads the four of you inside, and you s- you find a dead horse covered by a white sheet. Meredith, you can hear it neighing. This doesn't surprise you. It is the whispers of bone, after all. You've heard them. Your whole life, as far as you can remember.
3: Meredith, kneel- Meredith kneels down and puts their hand on this dead animal.
2: I thought we were looking for a dog.
3: Meredith's too consumed with, with what's happening, what they can hear.
0: Geton pulls back the sheets to take a look at the horse. Well, it does kind of look like a
3: dog did this. Inspection. Uh, I want to see if it's a dog or, like, a wolf or something bigger.
0: Okay, okay. Roll nature. Eight. Mm, I mean, it could be a dog. It could be a dog. Could also be a wolf. Maybe.
3: Sir? Yeah? Uh, uh, um, Describe the scene.
0: There's a dead horse under a sheet.
3: No, explain the day before. Please.
0: Oh, you're talking to the the. Oh, I thought you were talking to De Geffen. No, <laughs> okay, sorry. I'll take that again. Okay. <laughs> the stable master replies and says, "Well, I wasn't. I wasn't there myself, but it was a great ruckus in the night, and came down, and the horse was dead.
3: Didn't see what did it." What did the, the, the neighing sound like? What kind of emotion the the voice?
0: Right now? Just
3: yeah.
0: right now, you can't hear it. You turn around, and the horse is no longer on the ground. It towers above you, standing. The white sheet has slipped back just enough to reveal its head. And it stares down at you with cold eyes.
3: Uh, Meredith kind of cowers down, like, staring up at this thing like, um, I was not expecting this! (laughs) Can we all see this?
0: Yes, you can. Oh!
1: Oh! Oh!
3: Oh! Oh. 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 Oh.
1: Okay, that's not good. Um.
0: (laughs) Meredith, does a 21 hit your AC? No! <laughs>
1: no. Uh, I'm uh,
0: yeah, AC 18. The horse rears back silently. Wait. And it brings its hooves down upon you. You take 11 points of damage.
3: Oh. Oh, wait, what?
0: 11 points of bludgeoning damage. Oh, oh. <laughs> this looking good. Immediately you hear cries of alarm from everyone around you. Gethin starts pushing everyone back. He shoves Mary and the stablemaster back out of the way and he grabs the back of Jasper's collar, starts dragging you backwards. Ugh. What are you both doing?
3: He he drags us back, yeah.
0: He is dragging Jasper backwards? He is, he cannot reach you.
1: Yeah, I, I am not arguing. <laughs> there is a big horse that is going to stampede. <laughs> so I'm 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 getting out of there.
3: Um, can I get behind something? You can dart into one of the stalls. Yes, please. Okay. Immediately. Cool.
0: Help. You've backed yourself into a corner now.
1: <laughs> oh,
2: okay. I guess
0: the horse is going to attack again. No! Uh, okay,
1: uh, What? what you is can, in the room? You can,
0: hear, you can hear Gethin behind you shout your name in distress.
3: I'm just looking for my dog.
0: There's a 19 hit. Yeah. Okay. Um, you take eight points of damage. Well,
3: I'm gone now.
1: No, no.
3: Wait, wait. No, I'm
0: not. No, I'm not. Wait, hang on. No, you have more. You have more hit sorry. points now, don't you? Yeah, it was wait. eleven and then the eight. That's nineteen. You have more hit points. Oh, now.
3: sorry, I did maths wrong. <laughs> I was doing it with the armor class.
0: You, you do not have too much left, though. Yes, so. yes. Uh, where's the calculator? You are now backed into a corner. This horse looms above you one hoof still on your chest you can feel there's got to be at least a couple ribs broken there
1: uh i'm going to run up and i'm going to as i'm running up i'm going to cast um speak with animals very co- very covertly
0: very <laughs> covertly how are you? Okay, okay, okay okay i mean okay. there is a big
1: horse stamping Slight on our hands <laughs> okay uh... Oh, oh, oh! I Twenty-five again.
3: What? Thank God! That's, oh my Wow. Goodness. Okay,
1: it's <laughs> just my lucky day.
0: This really makes up for how you two rolled when it came to stats.
1: Yes, definitely. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, so what? What are you doing?
1: So I, I run behind the horse and I go, "Hey, hey! No, don't do that."
0: Roll <laughs> persuasion.
1: <laughs> is everyone just hearing me go nee! <laughs> the entire time? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah,
2: probably. they are.
0: They don't immediately know it's magic, because they did not notice you cast a spell, but you are making a very convincing horse noises right now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay. So that's Persuasion. Uh that is 13.
0: Well, the horse rolled a natural twenty against that, mm. so <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs>
3: Meredith, what are you doing? Um, so there's no way out, right, in that corner. Um, the
0: horse is blocking your exit. Not unless you start, like, climbing over the stall, which you could do.
3: <laughs> yeah, I'll have to do that.
0: Okay. You start scrambling over the stall, and I won't make you roll for it. You manage to do so, but that will take most of your mu- movement. Seeing that you've managed to get over the stall, Gethen runs forward and he grabs you by the by the back of your collar again, Jasper, and starts tugging you away out of the stables, yelling at you all to run. You all sprint from the stables, and when you, and outside, you take a moment. Gethen looks back at the stables, and you don't hear anything.
2: Okay, so that was odd.
0: Wait, 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 wait here. Wait here. I'll go. will go check. Mary kind of protests a little bit as and starts moving off alone towards the stables. He peeks his head round the corner and looks back at you all and says, "It's on the floor again. It's not moving.
3: Something's wrong." Well, yeah, I think something's wrong. No, but that's not the way the circle of life works. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, no. Yeah, if. Because if it died, it shouldn't. It should be dead. That is how death
0: works. Correct, Meredith.
3: It is like a flash of like I'm not stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that was uncalled for. Keep going. Keep going. Do you think there are more things like this happening? Do
0: you think this is connected to the lights I saw?
3: N- no, to something else. Um. murder's hmm. <laughs> <laughs> <Merida's>, like <laughs> trying to put the words together as i like, so so what would you do if possibly this happened more often or oh, you get a witch finder in a, a what sorry a witch finder a witch finder what does a witch finder
2: do? Finds witches.
3: Mm,
0: no, it doesn't. That's a witches don't exist. We all know that. But uh, the names the name's misleading. But they find they find a, ma- a-, a witch finder seeks out magic users and brings them in for a bounty.
3: Oh, but the horse is not. Is an animal. Well, I assume someone dead this from what i know um, about magic
0: dead things don't just come back to life something brought it back
3: where well, we need to find this person then we do well that's our next mission who's with me yeah i'm with you mary's Correct.
0: with you too aren't you mary He can. yeah
3: i'm yes i'm with you and look at jasper
2: well, I'm late coming back, so I might as well stick out
1: for the whole thing. And Jasper puts on the cloak again, and the bandana and the goggles.
0: Right, well, it's getting dark now. I don't think there's much more we can do today. I need to report this to, J- to Jenny anyway, so. Right. Thank you again, you two, for your help. Thank you. Um. I'm. I'm sorry we couldn't find your dog. I'm sure, I'm sure Mary would love to help out again wouldn't you Mary? And he looks at Mary with a grin and Mary looks again very resigned to this. He has, he has already accepted that this is just this is just the way it is with Geffen.
3: <laughs> We're going to find the imposter.
0: Tomorrow, tomorrow we'll come find you. I'm where? at the temple. Temple. Temple of Frey. Yeah. Ja- Jasper, where can I find you?
2: Um, well, I I sort of, uh, I live around, you know. I, I'll come to the temple tomorrow.
0: All, all right. All right. He kind of narrows his eyes a little. Looks a little confused, but he accepts it. Well, then, uh, we'll see you tomorrow. All right. Say bye, Mary. And Mary says goodbye. Lovely meeting you both.
3: Yeah, see ya. Meredith just gives a little wave.
0: And with that, Gethin and Mary
3: leave. Meredith? Mm?
2: You're a... Uh, your dog. It's not magic, is it?
3: Um... My dog... Magic... M- my dog's not magic... My dog's not magic. My dog. My dog didn't do anything wrong. If you are accusing my dog of doing something wrong, my dog has been the most loyal, loyal animal by my side, and I will find him and I will bring him back. Where he will find true peace.
2: Okay. Now er uh, see you at the temple tomorrow and we'll find this greyhound together, okay?
3: Dear Hound What? Dear Hound.
2: So I've been looking for a
1: greyhound this I- <laughs> Good night, Meredith. And Jasper walks away, totting to <laughs> just just mumbling to himself. Like, <laughs>
0: That night, as you both fall asleep, you find yourselves having a dream. You stand in the great hall which is filled with people. Sitting on a throne on the dais before you is a young woman. She has dark skin and long, coily hair. And she wears a crown. A rather short figure steps up before her throne. They're covered in black feathers and have a long, dark beak, making them resemble a raven. You would recognize them as a kenku. As they stand before who you can only assume is the future Queen Jennifer, they lift the lute they're holding and begin to play. The notes fall from their strings and the hall above you is suddenly lit by floating globules of soft light. One of these sinks downwards until it rests on the floor and shifts into the form of a knight. Several more of the lights also float to the ground and merge together into the shape of a dragon. The dragon rears back and opens its maw in a silent roar. The knight draws their sword and readies themselves for the battle ahead. The dragon stalks forward and makes a sweeping attack with its tail which the knight leaps over. The dragon then opens its jaws again, and this time sparks fly forth from it, mimicking a stream of fire. Looking back at Queen Jennifer, her face is alight. She seems thrilled by this very obvious display of magic. People all around the hall are reacting in similar ways. They wince when the knight takes a hit, and cheer when the dragon is finally defeated the Kenku's performance is met with loud applause. There's no fear, no hatred, only wonder. It's an impossible dream, and it slips from you quickly, leaving you in the darkness of dreamless sleep. Hello again, and thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to check out our Twitter and Instagram. You can find us on both at Here There Be Cast. We post things like character art, maps, and other behind the scenes stuff. You'll also find a link to our website where we're going to be posting transcripts of each episode. We'll be releasing an episode every two weeks, which means our next one comes out on the 10th of February. See you then!